You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. We're your hosts, Chris Carter and your boy Q, coming at you on a Friday, as usual, breaking things down on the Locked On NFL Podcast, where you can download this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and YouTube. Like this video if you're watching it on YouTube. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel for all of the content that comes across here, not just us, but every day of the week. We thank you for making us your first podcast listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, and you'll get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back when you fill up your car on your first tank. Again, that's the Get Upside app. We'll talk to me more about that later. Q, what's up, man? Hey, what's happening, man? There's so much going on in the NFL. This has been a crazy week. You know, what we think about all the time is that the NFL never sleeps. It's a whole year-long uh, event. It's not just the season or the postseason. It is all year long. And, man, I'll tell you, the issues that have come up this week and some of the things that we'll be talking about on today's show are uh, emotional. They're uh, passion. There's a lot of passion filled behind it. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, it's something that I don't think is going to go away for a very long time. So it's going to be a subject. So uh, in interested and excited to talk to you this afternoon uh, about this, uh, these issues going on. You and I have not shied away from talking about, you know, about racial discrimination, the issues of that in the NFL. So Brian Flores bringing this suit, it brings up something that you and I talked about several times in this show over the over the past several months here on the Locked On NFL podcast. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. That, that, you know, that's that happened earlier week. What happened literally as we were setting up to record this <laughs> was Adam Schefter breaking the news that Doug Peterson was going to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, Peterson recently fired from the Philadelphia Eagles after after the mishap after the Super Bowl win and just that that team falling apart. He's taking over there. Q, this all happened really fast because for the longest time, I heard it was Byron Leftwich who was going to be the guy. The guy right. is, is the engineer of the offense in Tampa Bay, a guy that continues to build and build and build a really strong resume of coaching without being a head coach. And then in all, all of a sudden you hear, oh, mm, that might not work there. There's some, they want something different to happen. They want Adrian Wilson to come in and be the, uh, uh, be be the GM instead of Trey Balky, and uh, all of a sudden it's like, okay, yeah, we're we forget you, Byron. We're taking Doug Peterson. Uh, that's a that's a really quick development for the for a for a, a franchise that just could continue to just take punishment after punishment. Yeah, and you know our guy Wiggins, man. You know who uh, hosts the Locked On Jaguars show. I mean, I feel for him because I remember us having him on when uh, Urban Meyer was hired, and uh, he was pretty excited talking about bringing credibility to the organization. That organization has no credibility, and I'm not trying None. to dog him or disrespect him. I'm just saying that that organization found a way to screw up a really good opportunity. They had an opportunity to bring in a guy who is probably the best quarterback they've had in the history of the team. I know Mark Brunell was there and did some good things, great things, as a matter of fact, but Byron Leftwich was the guy, right? I mean, and he was mm -hmm. uh, a dude that looked like he was ready to take that Jaguars job, looked like he was going to be able to work with a young talent like Trevor Lawrence, have a lot of respect. He has plenty of respect around the league, and you want to talk about credibility, that would have brought some in, but the Jaguars found a way to Jaguar it all the way up, you know, and that's just, mm -hmm. it's just really bad, man, and you know, I really want to give Byron Leftwich a lot of credit. He's the offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay he's in a good position I know he wants to be a head coach but instead of just saying well 
okay, I'll take the job because this is the one that's here in front of me. He said, you know what? If I have to work with Trent Baalke and all the bad karma and bad juju that he brings, and he has, go back and look at the history when he was with San Francisco. I mean, Jim Harbaugh, I know he's not the easiest guy to get along with, but Trent Baalke and Jim Harbaugh butted heads. I mean, he's just not the best uh, front office guy to work with. Byron Leftwich just let it be known. I don't want to work with him. And the crazy thing is the Senior Bowl is going on, and people are saying in, in Mobile, Alabama, well, Byron Leftwich messed up by saying that he didn't want to work with Balky. No, he didn't. He was no, smart. He, he was smart. You can't, be, you can't be that guy that just takes the job and knows that I'm about to be set up for failure, and then, well, I'm going to do it anyway because I want to be the, the, the guy so bad. A lot of times guys only get one opportunity to be a head coach. If he went into Jacksonville and it was all screwed up, not even all on his end, a lot of it probably would have been on Balky as well and the decisions the front office made, he might not get another chance. And obviously we're going to talk about the racial side of things. Uh, so he has to be very selective in what he does because, again, like Brian Flores is, is basically letting it be known, he might not get another chance. He might not get another chance. We, you never know how things how things play out. But also, like Brian Flores, you know, I want to make sure I have a GM who's going to have my back. I want to make sure I go in there and there's not going to be someone that's going to be making draft picks that don't that, that aren't going the way that I think they should be. And we're going to build a winning organization. Right. I mean, we we just saw and we'll, again we'll get into the full thing about Brian Flores. But you're you're hearing him and other coaches come out and say we were getting offered to be paid to lose football games. right right and it's like you know what with all that brian life was one of the you know if i'm going into uh, this this dumpster fire of an organization which that's what the jacksonville jaguars are they're a dumpster fire right now if i'm going in there i'm going in there with someone who has my back i'm gonna go in there with someone who's going to do what, what you know we're gonna sit down at a table agree i gotta know i can work with this man i can trust this man right and we're gonna go to even if i don't disagree if i don't agree with everything we're gonna be going in here with the idea that hey we can we can come to a plan and i can say all right this might this man's at least making the right that making right. taking a good faith step effort with me but if he goes in there with a guy that he can't trust why would i put myself in that situation so i'm with you even if that's actually if this is actually how all of this played out i still think that that's something that byron leverage had to do to protect himself because like you said he messes up there who knows if he ever gets another chance to be a head coach in the nfl and then we're sitting around saying oh wow how can we ever fix this problem maybe it's because these people are doing things like this and you know and you're working with a pretty good organization right now tampa bay i know that they just lost tom brady as he retired after 22 seasons in the league so that changes the game but you're working with bruce arians bruce arians is a good head coach i mean as you very well know i mean he's been in pittsburgh he was in indy he was in arizona he's in Tampa yep. Bay. I mean, even going back to his college roots when he was at Temple. I mean, this dude has done good things everywhere he's gone. So if Byron Leftwich has to sit it out a year as far as being a head coach and says, you know what, I'm going to learn another year under under Bruce Arians, that's not going to be a bad thing either. So I think that that Byron Leftwich made the the right idea and the best decision uh, to pull his name out of that uh, out of that coaching search, but how crazy is it that Doug Peterson, who sat out for a year, really didn't do a whole lot on the uh, interview circuit, just goes and gets a job. Hey, no problem. Just gets a job. Here you go. You know, and I, I heard earlier on Thursday that it was really down to Doug Peterson and Rich Basaccia. And, you know, it's like, wow, really? And no disrespect to Rich Basaccia. He did some great things in Las Vegas this past season uh, after the John Gruden fallout and the Henry Ruggs fallouts. But all of a sudden it went from Byron Leftwich to Rich Basaccia and Doug Peterson. Like, man. That's a cold game, and that's 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 crazy how that that scenario shakes out. Basachi has never been a head coach, and then also in Peter Peterson has won a, a Super Bowl, so it's like, oh, okay, here, no problem, you got the job done. And it's just, I look at this situation, and it just, this is exactly what we're talking about: regurgitating the same coaches yep. over and over and over yep. again, giving them three or four chances. And again, you're right, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles; he just he, he deserves that, but. 
We also know that that team crumbled real quickly. Right. And it was like, yeah, he didn't exactly He's not build, been a juggernaut. Like, He's not just been like Bill Belichick or anything. I mean, right. Like, or, or even Mike Tomlin or, or right. Pete Carroll. They put together runs of, hey, these were some really great years. Yep. But we all know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. And you got one out of it. Right. That's not what the Eagles were. They had one really hot year. And then it was like, okay, how'd they do that? Right. And, 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 we, and now they are where they, where they are. They caught some really um, good momentum. They rode that momentum. They rode that underdog mentality. They had a damn good defense. And they just, yes. did, they just did some things the right way at the right time, got hot at the right time. They won a Super Bowl. Sometimes it happens like that. Right. And again, credit to Doug Peterson. Yeah, no doubt. For captaining that ship. Yep. He, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve that ring. But for just... We go from all of a sudden uh, Byron Leftwich, all these other guys, where you know, and then it's just ah, Doug Peterson. Here we go. It's just out, out of nowhere. It's just, and it continues to be that you know, time after time that we're talking about these issues. And yep. this guy, a guy, this guy that's already gotten this opportunity over here, he's given another opportunity right, right, right away. Um, and it could, and it continues to be that Mike Tomlin is the only black NFL head coach currently employed by the league. Yep. And again, we'll continue to talk about that in just a bit. Eric Bieniemy is being rumored mm. to be maybe in the run, run, running for an actual job this time around. We'll see if captaining one of the best offenses that we've ever seen in the NFL for four years actually leads to him getting a job. It will, And we'll talk about where that job is in just a minute. But first, I got to talk to you guys about GetUpside. Listen, NFL fans, if you're, if you're a person who uses gas, you need to pay attention because GetUpside is a way that you can save money right now. You can earn cash back for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app on your phone in the App Store or Google Play right now, and you can use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill-up. That's cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the free app or, and, and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more in your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or three hundred dollars a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code Touchdown to get twenty-five cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. Again, that's promo code Touchdown on the GetUpside app. We're also brought to you by BetOnline.net. It might be less football being played, but with the Super Bowl on the way, BetOnline.net has the best way to make money and bet on the Super Bowl. They've got scores. They've got totals. They've got player performance props. And then they've got where the next fired head coach is going to land. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what where that could where that could be. Uh, but betonline.net is the number one spot for all things NFL betting, NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. Betonline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, Q. Back to what we're talking about here. Eric Bieniemy is yeah. said to be rumored to be, you know, he might be going to the Saints, or at least he's in consideration. Interview to take for him, over yeah. Interview, in, yeah. In, in, interview for him. Now, I we've heard rumors for years. Everyone's wondered why doesn't Eric Bieniemy get a job? He's the coordinator for what's like the most explosive offense we've seen in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Gill. they are just lighting people up. Why doesn't he get a job? And we hear, oh, he's a bad interview. Oh, maybe he doesn't want to leave. And it continues to just kind of like be like, okay, the longer this lasts of him, just of his offense just being dominant every year and him not getting a job when all the other uh, Andy Reid offensive coordinators got right. jobs as head coaches. Doug Peterson just got his second job. <laughs> right. Um, you know, like, and here Eric Bieniemy is he can't get one. But here's my thing about this, Q. 
if he were to go to the Saints, I feel like the Saints are in a rough position, kind of like how the Texans were in a rough position this past year right. with David Cully taking over. Yeah. Because you, you look at the Saints right now, as it stands, they have the worst cap situation in the NFL heading into next year. And at least the teams that are like like that are slightly doing better than them, but still like at the bottom of the league, like, like the Vikings or the Saints ranked dead last. There's almost $76 million over the caps. The next closest team is the Packers with 50.7. At least the Packers have playmakers. Right. They have Aaron Rodgers still, and maybe they won't in the long run. But then there's the Cowboys. The Cowboys got Dak. They've got Michael Parsons. They've got Trayvon Diggs. They've got Zeke. They've got Coop. They've got all, they've got CeeDee Lamb. They got all these people. Right. The Saints lost Drew Brees. They've got Alvin Kamara. They don't know what their quarterback situation is. Right. They've got to dump Teron Armstead and all these other guys. There's there's so there's so many problems with this organization right now. He'd be inheriting a team with very with with very little upside as far as that they can rebuild right away, and a team that's going to have to probably suffer for a little bit. And that to me is another losing proposition where it's like, hey, he's going to get the chance to rebuild and fix things, and then someone's going to get a chance to come in and win with it. You know, and the only thing about this uh, job, and I saw it when it was uh, tweeted out that he was going to interview with the Saints, I was like, oh, that's cool. Eric Bieniemy with the Saints would would be pretty cool because of what you said. You know, Alvin Kamara. I'm thinking about that that dynamic piece. I know they have Michael Thomas. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen if he's going to come back healthy or not. But you know, the longer that you think about it, the more that I thought about it, and and especially with the cap situation, you know, it's like. Almost, and Eric Bieniemy has to think about this, and it depends on uh, how desperate he is for a head coaching job. And I hate to put it that way because it should be something that he's excited about. The opportunity to interview, he only interviewed with Denver in this coaching cycle so far, so he's going to interview with New Orleans. And again, ideally, I think that Bieniemy in New Orleans, the city itself, I think that'd be cool. I think that the city would probably embrace him, they get excited mm-hmm. about him. But then I start to worry, and you mentioned, like, you know, you talked about David Culley and the Texans. I start to get worried, like, well, if they break it all the way down, are they going to commit to him for four or five years to have that time to build it up? Or is it going to be a placeholder until they get cap space, until they get a few playmakers, and then someone else come in? I mean, again, David Culley was set up for failure. He didn't even have his star quarterback. He didn't have Deshaun Watson, and they fire him after one year. So it's almost like, okay, we know that this is going to fail, and this kind of goes back to what we'll talk about in the next segment when it comes to Brian Flores and the situation and Hugh Jackson and their situations. You know, we always hear about tanking, and teams, teams. I always say teams don't tank because the players don't want to tank. Ta- players want to win. But the front, front office could put you in a situation where you're basically tanking without telling you you're tanking or yep. without making you. They can The front office controls all that. They can decide that they're going to cut your legs underneath you, and they can make that happen. And that's a scenario that I look at and say, damn, is this, is this the right one for Eric Bieniemy? Because similar to what we said about Leftwich, if that's he doesn't, exactly what I was going on. That's exactly fails, why Leftwich didn't want to jump into that situation right. if he didn't get his guy. If he fails, does he get it's another on him. shot? And here, here's the here's the hope that I have that the Saints would be different in that situation because they just saw Sean Payton for all the you know the situation that they're in. Sean Payton had four losing seasons in five years between 2012 and 2016. Right. The the picks that he amassed in go in having all those losing seasons led to them putting together the core roster that has had them that had them in the playoffs for four years and virtually you know a team that was just on the cusp of the Super Bowl for three of those years. And 
they have to look at that and see, hey, because we stuck with this guy, we had a chance for so many years. We allowed him to fail. We allowed him to grow from those failures and get the picks from those failures and build the culture that we wanted to be a, win a winning team. Granted, that, lead, that led to them being $75 million over the cap and him wanting to leave and, and when he saw that and he didn't have a quarterback. Right. But you have to hope that if they see that, they're like, okay – we got this offensive mind over here. We want to make, we want to bring him in. We want to give him a chance. Let's give him some time. Right. Because who knows if we do stink this year, does that mean he gets Bryce young? Does he get CJ Stroud? Right. Does he get a, does he get a superstar quarterback in the draft? And then all of a sudden we're looking around like, Hey, we got it. We got a, a young gun back in, back right. in the fold. And maybe we have, some, we still have some weapons left over that we've paid for. So I, I'd hope that that'd be the case. Q, I've hoped for my whole life that this thing would change, and it right. just it continues to prove that I should, it's not about it's not about my hope, and that's going to change anything. Yeah, hope's not going to get anything done, man. I mean, it's it's all about actions, and so I would think that New Orleans would be more you know forward thinking than that. Uh, obviously, they see what they have when they have a winner, and they had some great years with with Peyton and Drees, obviously there in New Orleans. But uh, I just it's just one of those things that unfortunately BNME has to consider. You know what yep. I mean? Where other coaches probably don't have to consider that. They don't have to think about that because they feel like, hey, like Doug Peterson, I can sit out a year and I can come back and get a job. Where Biennemi, as long as it's taken him to get a job, and of course there's a lot of, uh, you know, things that people will point at and say, well, you know, he has a lot of baggage in his past. And, and I get it. You know, I know it's there. It's a quick Google search away. I get it. But uh, at the same time, man, I just, I kind of feel like he's got to be so selective with this situation. And if he's and I hate to use the word desperate because there's only 32 of these jobs, but if he's so desperate to get a job and they offer it to him, he'll probably take it. I just hope that it's really for the long term and that the team is really in it with him and not just him as a placeholder or a substitute teacher. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I, I, I get concerned about, and that's what Eric Bieniemy is going to have to think about. But I, w I will say, all that being said, I'm glad he's got an opportunity to uh, interview in New Orleans. He's got to go in there, and he's got to, you know, break it down and decide what makes sense to him and how he's feeling. Got to go with the gut feeling. What does the gut tell you? Does it tell you that this is, like Brian Flores would say, a sham, or is this an opportunity? Let, let's talk about Brian Flores in a minute here because yeah. that's the big topic of the week. Big story, that's the man. thing. Big we, we're, not, the we're, not, we're not trying to shy away from it. No. We're, 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 we're here to talk about it. We, well, we wanted to get these other things out because these were these were like Fresher. brand new, yeah. right, Fresh. just happened. Yep. We'd be responsible. But he, we're about to talk about that in just a minute here on the Locked On NFL podcast because this is a major deal that I think everybody in the NFL has talked about this week at some point a, 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 in time. Um, so all that being said, we'll get to that in just a, just a minute here. Um, but first, we got to talk to our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar, you know, it's the great sponsor that when you're planning out your New Year resolutions and you're trying to get in shape, you're trying to eat better, Built Bar has got to be part of your plan. Why? Because it's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to that resolution that you made for yourself because they taste so good, they'll make you want to eat them instead of the protein bars that could be chalky, waxy, or just downright nasty. If you want to eat healthy, sometimes it gets really boring by that third week you're sitting there saying oh man this is just whack where's the chocolate well guess what built bars are covered in 100 real chocolate they pack only 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs but they bring 17 grams of protein compare that to the average candy bar that has over 240 calories 30 grams of sugar dozens of net carbs it's clearly the better option to go for a built bar so go to your snack stashes throw away all the junk food that's been that's been plaguing you weighing you down you're feeling it when you're going to the gym and you're like man why am i eating that 
Switch them for Built Bars, and you can get all the different flavors Built Bar has to offer from coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, all those flavors and so many more that are keep getting released new ones on their website, Built.com. So go to Built.com to get your Built Bars. When you go to Built.com, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order of Built Bars. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built dot com wrapping things up here on the locked on nfl podcast i'm chris carter he's your boy q let's get to the story of the week there's no escaping yeah. it. now I'm, I'm sure if you're an nfl fan you've heard it so we're not going to summarize it for you we're going right. to give you our, our, our takes we, we'll, we'll quickly run through basically brian flores sued the league you know, you know, point pointed out that he found out through through text messages from Bill Belichick that the Giants had already awarded the job or decided that the job was going to Brian DeBole, who is their new head coach now. He was another disciple of Bill Belichick, and in that in that mistake, Brian Flores realized, wow, I have an interview with them Thursday. That interview was a sham. It was it was set up so that I would never have a chance to even get the job. I'm just there to fulfill the Rooney rule because the Rooney rule says you have to interview two minority coaching candidates when you're filling a head coaching position. And this now is showing that I was never a true intention. This was just, I was just, I was just a, a, a patsy here. Right. And then it, and then he also brought out that the dolphins offered to pay him a hundred thousand dollars to lose, a, you know, per game lost if to, to lose him. You saw it, and we, we talked about this when he got let go, and like, what the heck is going on here, Q? He has the only two back-to-back winning seasons for the Dolphins since 2003. Wow. That's, yeah, and, and, that's incredible. That is that's and, and incredible. He got let go. Yeah, he did. And I remember when he got let go. I remember we were talking about it. Like I couldn't I couldn't believe it. When that when that announcement came, when Shefty or Rappaport or everybody just started tweeting about Brian Flores was out, I couldn't believe it. Uh but you know, this goes back to and there's so many layers to this. This is the thing about it. I mean, you can look at the initial lawsuit and say, Hey, he thought that his interview with the Giants was a sham. He talks about when he was uh, interviewing with the Broncos, what happened in that scenario, talks about obviously getting fired in Miami. But there's so many layers. You know, there's there's the money aspect. You know, did did Steven Ross really offer $100,000? If he did, what, what happens to him? Because that's all of a sudden yeah. going against the integrity of the league. Hell, Tom Shouldn't Brady got suspended. Be- right. Tom, Tom Brady got suspended four games for letting out air out of the ball. You're talking mm-hmm. about losing on purpose. You're talking about tanking. You're talking about uh, Pete Rose type stuff. You're t- I mean, there's, yep. you know what I mean? Like, that's one level of it. Then, of course, there's the Rooney rule. And anyone who's listened to me for any amount of time knows I'm not a big fan of it, not because of the name of it, just because I feel like it puts everyone in a bad position. Now, you can't spit in the face of the opportunity and say, well, I don't want to go do it because I feel like this is a Rooney Rule interview. But in the back of your mind, you have to know that this could be the possibility. And you start to see names recycled like Leslie Frazier. You start, and no disrespect to him, he's a hell Marvin of a Lewis. Scorer. Marvin Lewis. I mean, hell, Jerry Jones, when he hired uh, uh, McCarthy in Mike Dallas. McCarthy, yeah. Yeah, he went and, oh, let me go interview Marvin Lewis real quick. You know, and it's just... It sucks that that's the scenario. It sucks that it's 2022 and we have to have this rule. But I've been very adamant to anybody who would listen that I hate the rule. I hate that it's there in place because there's so many times where I feel like teams just check boxes. And ultimately, Chris, and you know this, 
there's only one way you can even the playing field, and that's changing the, the people that are actually making the hires. The people that are making the hires and deciding who's going to have a job and who don't have to have an open and clear mind. They can't be one-sided. They can't think one thing. They have to have an open mind. If you change the people that are actually hiring, then you'll start to see the landscape of the, of the head coaches, the general managers, and so on and so forth. Uh, you'll see them change. But given incentives, oh, well, here, we'll give you a couple draft picks if you hire this guy. It's like, I don't Honestly, I don't want you to hire me and you get an incentive. Like, no. I, I mean, why, 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 do, why do you get an incentive for hiring me, but you don't get an incentive for hiring for the next man? I, just want, I don't want any favors. I just want mm-hmm. an even playing field. That's all I ever asked for, just an even playing field. But, but that's the thing that you know you don't have as a black man. You right. don't have an even no. playing field because either you're the patsy to set up for the next coach to come in so that they can have higher draft picks because they tank they tank your seasons or they tell you to tank your seasons. Right. Or you go in there and you and you try your best and you're still, still out like Brian Flores was. And, I, you know, I look at this. I, I'm with you on uh, – I've always thought that the idea of the Rooney rule made sense. Hey, it does. Let's just get more guys in the door. Right. Let's see if like, – because who knows? The, the, and the idea was good faith with the owners to say when the Rooney's came up with this idea, like, let's just try to say, hey, if maybe it's just that they don't know these guys. And if they have to come and interview right. them, right. maybe they'll get to know them. And it worked for a little bit. There At one point, I think there was, what, eight black, black head coaches in the NFL at one point. And it was everyone was like, oh, wow, that worked. That is long past. And right. it's not turning around. It's not a, this isn't, isn't a temporary thing. It is this year. This year, we started with three. One, we knew David Culley was set up to fail. Two, we, we thought Brian Flores might get a chance to turn things around in Miami because he was turning things around in Miami. And three was Mike Tomlin, who is with the Roonies, and he ain't going nowhere. Right. So, you know, what? What has what has changed the NFL? Nothing. And and our Rooney the second even released a statement, uh, you know, about this. Essentially, so I'm not going to read the whole statement, but basically saying that it's like, hey, I'm not going to address what's going on with Flores because I don't have the information for that. But I will say that you know, while it's unfortunate that the situation is going on with NFL head coaches, we have gotten more b- uh, minorities and more women into leadership roles, coordinator positions, general manager positions, front office positions, uh, and other and other things. And he says that you know we're working with a diversity committee in the Fritz Pollard lines to make things happen. We want to keep doing that. And I feel it's like, hey, man, good job there. But you're missing the point because right. this is still the issue. Right. And, and listen, Art Rooney II, he's a guy I've always looked up to. The Rooneys are a family. I, I grew up in Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the first organization to ever employ a black coach in the NFL in Lowell Perry. They they were the first ever team to name a black starting quarterback coming out of out of preseason in, in Joe Gilliam. They had Bill Nunn, the, who's now the first ever contributor, black contributor to the NFL to make it to the pro football. Hall of Fame for being the guy that said, "Hey, go get black athletes from HBCUs." They they've they've done this for decades. But even in this moment, I'm like, man, maybe it takes listening to the black people that are being that are beat that are are filing the grievances. Maybe it takes listening to the people that are going through this because Brian Flores is also pointing out pointing out this. This is hap- This hasn't. This isn't just me. This right. isn't just this time. Terrell Austin. You know, someone spoke up for him, saying he was a he was a, had a sham interview. We talked about Marvin Lewis. Who knows how many times right. over the past decade of, of of talking about this stuff that this has happened. And you, you sit there and you think, like you said, it's not going to be a rule that changes people because unless it's a rule that makes someone hire somebody and says you have to hire them and shut up about it, that they're not going to make this decision. It's right. clear when you leave the decision in their hands. The only way is to take the decision uh, decision out of the play, the people's hands who continue to make these decisions. And 
you know, I know some people are thinking, well, that means someone's got to buy a franchise, or maybe that just means owners don't get to pick these these positions anymore. Maybe there's a, a, a league a league a league wide office that assigns positions and does and does something along the line to to you know, put a, per, a person with each organization that says, hey, we're going to help you find your next coaching candidate, and you're part of the process, but you don't get to call the shots no more. But the NFL owners would never agree no, to something no, like that no, no. because they're going to want their shots called. So it's something that's never going to change until people until start to say, changes. hey, we are the problem. Right. It's not going to change until it changes. And and again, you can never force someone to, to hire someone that they don't want to hire. You know, you can put every rule you want in place. You could say you got to interview 12 black people if you want to or 12 uh, people of color if you want to. It doesn't matter. It's just another box that's being checked. Unless someone genuinely gets someone into that meeting room and says, hey, I'm going to listen to this person and see what they're all about and maybe I will hire them, great. But until people in their minds have to open up their mind and their heart, it's not going to matter. You know, it's just it's just unfortunate. You know, it's going to have to take a new cycle, a new, new cycle of blood. And, you know, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, all the owners got to you know, die off and, and new people have their, their, their positions, but it's just going to be something that we're not going to see. We probably will probably be dead before we see it, you know, change, but maybe the next generation will have an opportunity to see the climate change a little bit. Cause it's going to have to be a cycle. It's going to have to be people that are in power position of power. Now are going to have to cycle out and the people that are coming in are going to have to be the ones that are open-minded. And that's just the bottom line. I mean, that's the only way you can do it. It doesn't matter what incentives you give someone. It doesn't matter how much you, uh, you know, you make people interview bottom line. If they don't want to hire you, they're not going to hire you. It's just a bad situation. Now, Brian Flores probably will never coach again in the NFL. Now, and here's here's my thing about this. The, the man's brave for doing that because yeah. he could have he could have he could have he could have ate that situation. He yep. could have sat on it and stewed over it, and then hoped to get another one in the future. But he's putting it out there. He's like, you know what? It's not again. It's not just about me. Right. It's about every black coach, every coach that go, that goes through this and says. Man, do I do you know? Am I being set up to fail? Because, it, like you said, that's an unfair position that these guys have to be in. Am I coming in here to actually be given a chance to succeed? Even if I do succeed, right. will I be allowed to stick around? Right. You know, those th- those are real those are real questions. I, I, again, I, I think that the like you said, Q, you're not going to force these people who no. continue to behave this way to change unless unless something hits them their pockets their pocketbooks get changed uh you know even that they're too they're, rich doesn't matter exactly they're too they're, they're too powerful in, doesn't this, matter. in that spot the, the 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 only way would be if the nfl as a, as a group you know agreed and said hey we realize the owners are the problem so we're going to find a way to take that hiring practice out of the owner's hands because they're the ones that are that are causing the problem like i said that's never going to happen so um you know i just i continue to see the problem the problem is that people the people that are are causing the issues won't see power and that's I think that's a big representation for a lot of problems in our country. I agree. I agree. And it, it's again, it's it's crazy because this is a scenario that we're talking about today, but it's something that's going to be talked about next Friday. Now, I'm not saying by us, but I'm saying it's going to continue to go on and go on. This has opened up such a can of worms, and I like to compare it to a tree. It's a big old tree. And then all these different branches are going to sprout from it. And who knows how many people are going to get behind it and say, oh, yeah, I was uh, also that kind of guy or also that happened to me. And this is I mean, you already seen Hugh Jackson has come out and said what he had to say. And then there's others, you know, and every one of them you have to take as an individual situation. I'm not saying that every single one of them uh, is all legit. And and this is something that Brian Flores and his crew is going to have to prove. And then Hugh Jackson, if he wants to pursue it, he's going to have to prove it's it's just it's one of those cases, man, going up against the NFL is not easy. Um, uh, but they're going to try to do it, and we'll see what all, what all comes of it. But, man, uh, this is not 
I'm sure this is not the, the, the conversation that the NFL wanted to have uh, uh, about 10 days out from the uh, Super Bowl. They wanted this to be about Tom Brady's retirement right, right. And, and the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl's in Vegas. Skill competition. Right. And the senior and the senior bowl and all right. this great stuff. No, we're talking about some real stuff that's impacting people's lives. That's also showing what you actually believe in. Right. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll 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 keep we'll keep talking about it here. We, we will do. We promise you is that on the Locked On NFL podcast, when 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 Chris and Q come, we are not going to shy away from this. When no. stuff like this happens, we're gonna run right to it. We're gonna we're gonna address it. So thank you, Q. For being my partner in this and you know being willing to tackle this with me and and, and and keep these conversations going because I think these are very important ones that more black voices uh, uh need need to be allowed to come to the front and discuss as people who cover the NFL and we and we see these things happening and we see hey, we can relate to that because we've seen these practices not just in the NFL. Right. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And the good thing is that the only game going on this weekend is the Pro Bowl, so we have plenty of time to break it down and talk about it. We could talk about the Super Bowl next week so that's good we'll i mean that. we have we have plenty of time to do that so we didn't you know discredit the the big game on the 13th uh the good thing is nobody wants to break down and analyze the pro bowl or at least we don't need to break down and analyze the pro bowl i'm good <laughs> yeah, i'm straight I'm just, i i i don't i'm not sure when the last time it is i, I actually watched a pro bowl right like like attentively like like there's times i'll keep it on in the background while i do other things and then i'll be like huh that happened right and then i go back to what i'm doing but i, I don't think i've watched a pro bowl to watch the pro bowl in a very long time i agree um, me anyway brother Anyways, thanks, Q, for doing this. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Uh, everything I do, you can find on Twitter, at your boy Q254, Locked On Raiders, Locked On Bets, of course, Locked On NFL every Friday with Chris Carter. But, uh, yeah, you can always find the links to all my shows. I always tweet them out, at your boy Q254. How about you, Chris? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Carter Critiques. You can listen to me like you listen to Q. We, he does Locked On Raiders. I do Locked On Steelers. We have all of our shows on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, YouTube, anywhere podcasts are hosted for free. We are there. Get on it. We love to we, we love to do our sh- our shows. We love to talk with you, the listeners. Thanks so much for subscribing and to listening or watching this show. We'll be back next Friday previewing the Super Bowl. Rams, Bengals, it's going down. We'll talk about that, but we have all next week's content line content lived up. You, Bo Brack, will be back with you on Monday right here in the Lockdown NFL Podcast. We will see you then.